0: Do what you want to do, because there is points where I didn't do what I wanted to do, and then I always took it out on the other person, like it was their fault, but own yourself. You made that decision. No one forced you to make that decision.
1: Yay. Hello, Finally, hello. this is <laughs>
2: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Girls Gone Deep. We're going deep in more ways than one, talking all things sex, non-monogamy, personal growth, naughty shit, mental health, <laughs> <laughs> all the things. All um, the
1: things.
2: Yeah. I am Elle. And I'm V. And we have a guest with us tonight, Slotlana. Say Hello. Hello,
1: everyone. <laughs> Yay. And I feel like you're the perfect person to have on for all of the things that we talk about on our podcast. Like since Literally. I met you, I feel like, right? Like I don't really know your story, so I'm actually really excited to kind of hear it in depth uh, along with all the listeners. And I'm kind of going to be interviewing you. I know that Al knows your story probably quite intimately. <laughs> Because So what's your relationship to each other? Yeah. Obviously, so, you're part of the Joy
2: family, but... She's an OG. She was like in from the very beginning.
0: 2018. Yeah, 2018. We met in 2018. Yeah. Through um Mommy. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. Mommy was on a couple of episodes ago. T-Money's birthday. Yeah.
2: And I don't know. I would say that Sultana's like one of my best friends. We talk all the time. She's like our third. I don't know how to describe it, but she is like the one who stays in all of our rooms all the time
1: (laughs) yeah so you stayed with them at hito um Mm -hmm. you guys went to a dave matthews like i don't know festival yeah situation Mm -hmm. yeah yeah was that the only two times that you guys have like shared a room as a threesome Mm -mm. tripod well well, we were we're in nicaragua right now where slutlana
2: lives and She slept in our king bed with us two of the nights.
0: (laughs) And the first weekend we met. Yeah. Oh my God, that's
2: right.
1: (laughs) Wow. So I just want to dive in and say, what is that like? Because observing you guys from the outside, I mean, it's so beautiful. And I feel like Jay and I have it a little bit with Holly, but not to the extent and like the the longevity that you guys have had. It just seems really beautiful. What is it like to be a third for a married couple?
0: Well, I just, I see both of them as my best friends, like my female best friend and my male best friend. So it's like I'm getting to hang out with my best friends with benefits. It's like my main relationship right now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So if they have their primary relationship, right, as a marriage, do you ever have moments where you feel left out or lonely or sad that you don't have
0: that? Um, I used to. Like, it's the first time I've been single in my life ever for the last few years but not more so that more. So I just kind of worry, like, am I in the way sometimes?
2: Mm. I
0: definitely don't ever feel like I'm left out. Like I know I'm not the primary. I will never be the primary. And I, yeah, no, I don't feel left out. They they make me feel included as much as they possibly can.
1: Yeah. And Elle, have you ever felt to take Lana's words, like, have you ever felt like she was quote unquote in the way? Not in those terms, of course. Like, have there ever been weird moments between the three of you? No, honestly, like, it's always
2: easy flowing, easy going, very open and honest. I think that if one of us is off or if which is never really common if anything it's me that usually can sometimes get triggered i think that she's always really perceptive of that and like is really you do like you read me You come up to me are you okay like how's everything going you'll shift your energy to kind of like balance things out and i never feel like she's ever in the way i never thought oh slut going to be here you know this is a problem or i've never been concerned about
1: it at all so I guess we can talk specifically about that HEDO instance. Mm-hmm. So if people have not listened to that one, do you want to kind of like just give the rundown of what happened, Al? Yeah. Yeah. So um at HETO, it was probably
2: like the third night we were, you know, out and about through the week with other people. And I had come I'd come into our bedroom, which the three of us were staying in at HEDO, and M and Slatlana were playing in the shower. And when I came into the room I was triggered when I saw it. And I was, I guess triggered is another word for jealous, like, oh, they're connecting. And I instantly got pulled out of present moment and went right into my head of like, oh, fuck, like, I am uncomfortable. This, I want to, I don't want to interrupt them because they're in the middle of something and it was a hot moment. Like I was watching half hot, like it turned on and like hearing them and at the same time being like, ah, I'm triggered right now. I don't know what Mm -hmm. to do. You know, and so, um, but that was one of the few times that that's ever happened to me. But that was more so because leading into that trip, I had a crazy work week and I wasn't spending enough time with my husband and connecting. And so going into a week when you're sharing your energy with so many other people and you're connecting with other people, that was why I was triggered. It was more of a me issue than anything. And it was my... Uh, pressure that I put on myself and my connection with my husband at the time that triggered me, and seeing him connect with somebody else.
1: Well, so since that was like one of the first times that that had ever happened between the three of you, mm-hmm. if not the first time, um, Lana, what was your how How did you know that L was triggered, and how did you deal with it?
0: So the next morning, we were alone in the room, and we were just in bed. So she brought it up to me, you know, we talked about it openly and we basically just hugged and told each other that we love each other yeah. and talked about, we're really good at communicating. Yeah. I'm really good at, I'm really good at communicating. You're really good at communicating. So we're just, we're just adults about it. And listening to each other, you know, why did that trigger you? Did I do something wrong? You know, cause I don't want to be in the way that's, that's my fear. Mm-hmm. So, and we just talked it out that morning
2: yeah. And like that was a thing. Like we didn't, for me, I think where trouble comes in is when people don't speak up as soon as something happens. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like that night we went to bed. I was still emotionally charged. It wasn't worth talking about in that moment when you're up all day and partying and substances are involved. And I was like, this is not a good time to talk about it. So I'm just going to wait until the morning. But it was the very first thing that I did when I woke up.
1: Yeah. And, clear the air.
2: Yeah. So that was the difference. It, it was just easy that way.
1: And did it change, like that conversation, did it change how either you, Lana, did things moving forward? Like, are you more aware of uh, L's feelings in certain situations? Or Elle, have you changed how you act in certain situations based on that conversation?
2: I mean, for me, no, I haven't. I don't do anything differently now. I think uh, the next time that the three of us were together... You actually approached me, Slotlana, and you were like, hey, like, do you want to do your Desires, and Boundaries mm-hmm. with the two of us? Like, is everything okay? Is there anything I should know? And it was nice to have that conversation before being the three of us together. So I was like, you know what? This this gave me an opportunity to say something if I had something to say, and I did it. And I was fine. And I was like, nope, everything's all good. Like, you know, I'm better. I'm, I'm in a better spot. I and mean, I are in a, a more connected position now. Like, nothing to worry about. I so I appreciated you. that. Yeah, she approached me first. So fears yeah. desire's
1: boundaries. They just yeah. <laughs> solve it all again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, so on the flip side of what I asked you, of do you ever feel like lonely? What are the benefits of being a third for a couple? Because <laughs> you also from the outside seem like such an independent badass chick. Tell me about that.
0: Mm, well, well. Like, I can go and do whatever I want without worrying about my partner,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know? Like, they're not, like, oh, watching. We have no rules between each other. So I I can do whatever I want, but I know that they're always there for me. So, When you say partner, you're referring to us as your partners? No. Like, I'm saying I don't have a primary partner. Right. So I don't have a primary partner, and, and I have to worry about, like, what are they doing? Who are they with? I'm just like, it's just me. What do I want? Mm-hmm. Where am I going to go at Hito? What mm. am I going to do? Mm. But if I need to come back to not only you guys, but any of the Joy family, I'm like, I know you guys have me. Like, I would never go to something like that without you guys there. Mm. Like, I have no...
2: You have no desire to go on a trip on your own. No,
0: no, no, no. No.
1: Got it. Do you guys call each other boyfriend and girlfriend? No. we We no. always... I don't know what we call ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you introduce, Al, if you introduce Slotlana to someone, what do you say? Do you say this is my friend? Yeah, generally this is my best friend.
2: Yeah. I mean, it depends on the context. If it's a lifestyle situation or a lifestyle friend, I'll say, oh, like this is my, actually I know I really just say that you're my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whose pussy I lick. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Who I've uh, DP'd with my husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, check, check,
2: check. Wait, have three you, you guys
1: have, right? I assume. Yeah, three days ago. <laughs> Two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so it has not always been like this. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your – you were married, right, and then you got divorced. you lived in Canada, now you live in nicaragua what's your <laughs> what's your story?
2: yeah, like how did you get into this uh, and you tell
0: that like so my husband at the time and I got into the lifestyle in twenty twelve and it was just like a progression of you know, let's just test out the waters, do we want to do this? We did it with a sex therapist, trying to do it the right way. Wow. We have, we have a child together and it progressed into eventually an open marriage where we would date people on the side. similar to you. And then we broke up about two and a half years ago, we broke up. So then, yeah, I've been single, but it's really hard to date Nicaragua, as you can imagine. Yeah. Slim pickings out here. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: I can't imagine. So what is Nicaragua like? Uh, what is Nicaragua like? It's very hot yeah. <laughs> well, for expats. Like, what is
0: the expat it's, community like? It's a it's family oriented mostly. Yeah, so it's mostly families.
2: Yeah, I would say most of the people I met here are from all over. They're they're Americans. A lot of Canadians are here. People from Germany, Australia. It's a it's a wide range of of people from all over the world.
1: So you said that you. Entered the lifestyle in 2012 with the help of a sex therapist with your husband. So like who brought that up? Like whose idea was this? And how did you even like – first of all, how
0: did you start going to a sex therapist? (laughs) So it was his idea. He was, I want to do this. Are you in or you're not kind of deal. Meaning lifestyle or sex therapist? Lifestyle. Okay. Okay. Like, invite other people into our sex life, whatever that happened to be. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to or not. So for some reason, I got it in my head that if, you ha- if you're in the lifestyle, you have to be, women have to be into women. I don't know where I got that, but that was a thought in my head. So I went on a blind date with a woman, and I was like, this is great. I really <laughs> like this. And then it just progressed from there.
2: But did like, you play with the woman on the first date? Yeah. And that's when you realize, okay, yeah, like I, I enjoy women.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And you had never played with a woman beforehand? No, never. Interesting. Even like – so like in like high school and stuff, did you play spin the bottle and like make out with your girlfriends? No. She's wow. a prude. She went from prude to slut Lana. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And by the way, slut Lana is like a mouthful every time I say it. Can I call you either slut or Lana?
0: <laughs> Lana. i <I'm just>
1: <laughs> No, slut. <laughs> yeah. <that's-> Fine. <laughs> uh, wow. So, okay. First so date, first
2: blind date,
0: mm-hmm. you go down on a girl? Yeah, I made her come, and Ooh. I was like, "Oh, I think I know what I'm doing." And then what she was me that cum.
1: like? Did you, at any point, think like, "Oh my god, am I going to do this?" Or like, did you really want know. to? Were you all in?
0: I was all in. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to. That's kind of how I am. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do
2: it. First of all, kudos to you. There's a lot of women in the lifestyle who have played with other women who have not made other women come. And like it's a desire mm-hmm. I think all of us women have yeah. at some mm-hmm. point. Like, but I know there's many women who have not made other women come. So good job. I
1: just saying. did like very <laughs> recently. Yeah, that's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, I just I just did what I thought I would want done to me. Right. And, and what's that? <laughs> yeah. I don't even I couldn't describe it. I can only do it. We <laughs> have to show you B. <laughs> well, so
2: do
1: you like you I here's what I assume. I assume you like a little bit of like a sucking and tongue flicking action on the clit while fingering inside fingering the G spot. Am I correct? Not so much in and out, but but the 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 come here motion. The come here
0: yeah sometimes I like the fingers but I like more gentle and a bit more press I'm really sensitive I think mm-hmm. so nothing too rough yeah okay never mind I
1: read you completely wrong <laughs> obviously I've never gone down on you we'll take some, that. Take some
2: notes, taking notes.
1: soft yeah.
2: and light
1: <laughs> soft and light okay yeah. <laughs> Okay. And so that did it for her. And so then you were like, yes, I'm all about it. Let's give this a go. And so, how did you start going about it with your husband?
0: Well, because we decided we were going to do it right, we're going to do it with a sex therapist. She kind of guided us along the way. You know, she's like, why don't you go to an event? Why don't you? Do X, Y, or Z. Uh, I don't remember what X, Y, or Z was.
2: But... <laughs> I was going to say, like, can you share any nuggets of tips or tricks that, were, that resonated very... Like she
0: really explained to us how like, this is very normal for men to want to do this. It's like monogamy is not natural. and I was It was all a shock to me. I was like, what do you mean? And mm-hmm. then I started reading more books about it, books that you guys have talked about on... Uh, on this podcast, which at one point my mom found in my room that was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So are we not open to our mom? Well, eventually my husband and I became open relationship coaches. So we came out publicly. <laughs> Hold the, the phone. World. You're an open relationship coach? Well, not anymore. <laughs> well, which is kind of
2: like the irony of the whole situation.
0: because
2: <laughs> yeah. not together.
0: Not
1: anymore. <laughs> Okay. So, okay. So, you're still together. I'm still piecing this together. So then you're with the sex therapist and she's giving you ideas of what you can do to kind of dip your toes in and get more comfortable in the lifestyle. And is there a period where it is good
0: for you too? Oh, yeah. Like 90% of it was great. Like I don't I don't regret any of it. Like that's how I we met so many amazing friends we had so much so many crazy times and even when we moved to an open relationship you know just dating other people that's where the self-growth comes in in my opinion because you grow from other people in your life so once you're open to having relationships with other people you just grow from every person that's in your life Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Can you go into a little bit about, so you say majority of your relationship with your husband at the time was a swinger relationship. You did things together, yeah. you know, group situations, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. There was something that happened in your relationship that made you go into an open.
0: Yeah. Uh, I fell in love with someone and I didn't know that could happen. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought that was something maybe you choose to do. I didn't know it was just like, oh, it just happens. Mm -hmm. So it happened to me, and that was really hard in our relationship. Um, It was really hard to work through, but we decided to work through it. And, yeah, eventually I just didn't want to see anyone else. And he was like, "Mm, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? And I'm like, I have no interest. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're in that beginning stage, I'm like, I don't really want to. So I was like, why don't you just go? You just go on your own.
1: And so this was the impetus for the opening up the relationship.
2: Yeah. So there were swingers for a long time where they weren't playing separately and they would always play together and do things together, if I'm correct. Yeah. And then when you fell in love, you said you had no desire to meet other couples or go be swingers with your partner. And so you said, well, fuck it. Like, I don't want to see anybody else. Why don't you go play by yourself? So he, mm-hmm. So that's when she allowed – him to go have separate connections with other people, mm-hmm. so that's when the relationship went to an open marriage.
0: But yeah, that's what opened up the relationship, and then yeah, that becomes very different going from swingers to open relationship.
1: Okay, so can you um, kind of define what the difference is for our listeners? Sure. Well, or me, how it was for you? Yeah. For <laughs> yeah, me,
0: like swingers are couples that experiment together. And don't do separate play, or maybe they do do separate play here and there. I don't know. That's but open relationship or open marriage to me is when you go do things and have separate relationships on your own, mm-hmm. on the side, and it's, it doesn't involve your partner.
1: So the sex therapist was still part of your life then. Was was that helpful? Like, how did she help you work through that transition? And like falling in love with any nuggets. Else? <laughs>
0: Well, falling in love with someone else, she just said, that is just something that will dissipate from nine to 18 months. And she was absolutely right.
2: Wow. Wait, so like
0: it's, Say that again. She, the Falling in love with someone, the chemistry wise, those feelings that you're feeling, they're always gone within nine to 18 months. And then it's just love. That's mm. how she defined it. And it's not going to be the same feeling. It's going to be like, well, a friend or a husband or whoever it happens to be, but it's that feeling that you always want to be them, you be with them. You always want to know what they're doing and everything that just dissipates.
2: Right. That's equivalent to what? That new relationship energy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So basically
1: she was saying like, bide your time until that dissipates.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I that I love having like a timeline. It's like, okay, if I can, if I can hold out until 18 months, it's it's fine. Cause it's true, like when we do this, like that is a risk that we take. Like, you know, I felt some serious excitement over new people that I find, even while I, you know, have Jay in my life and I have to kind of like talk myself down or something like that. And like I won't say fell in love because I really did not fall in love. So like What you had sounds like it was a lot stronger, but, you know, it's risky. Mm -hmm. You're playing with fire. Like, you can either, like, lean into it or not. So did you lean into it?
0: Yeah, we leaned into it. I was like, do you want me to not talk to him anymore? What do you want? Like, we don't have to do this. And he was – just encouraged me to – he was dealing with his own – reasoning behind it. Like he thought I decided to do this. So he was having self-growth, understanding where I was coming from. It was a really, it was a really hard time in our marriage. Mm. But
2: how did the other couple, were they aware of all of this and like even the troubles that you were both going through in your personal relationship with all of it? And how did it affect their relationship?
0: Yeah, it was hard on everyone.
2: I mean, they're still together, that other couple.
0: Yes. Yeah, they're still my friends. Oh, cool. So you were
1: able to get past the 9 to 18 months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And then past the 19, 9 to 18 months, then I was like, oh, well, now I do want to see other people. And now it's an open relationship. And I'm like, what is out in this little ocean here? And there was a lot of tasty fish. <laughs> 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 I had a
1: lot of fun. Do you still have a sexual relationship
0: with that couple? No. We're just friends. Is that purposeful or they live very far away from me.
1: Okay. They yeah, were Yeah, I think it's more of a distance. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, distance will help uh dissipate an issue as well. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. If yeah, it were yeah. someone close by, it would be interesting. Like I was trying to put myself in this position of like falling in love with someone else, but I feel like there, even if I'm super excited about somebody or I have a really great connection with another person, I almost feel like I have a little bit of a guard up. Like you said, you leaned into it. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm getting too excited about something, I lean away. And I'm like, Look, let's not go into that more than it should because it's more about protecting myself and my primary relationship and feelings and everything. So I feel like I have a guard up
1: Well, I think that probably means that you are fulfilled by your primary relationship and you feel like it is something that you need to protect, not to say that you're saying the opposite, slut, you know, like, (laughs) okay, Lana, Lana works better in this conversation (laughs) because we're all sluts. So, you know, not to say that you did not feel that you had something to protect, but- if i can speak from my own experience with my divorce when i started actually physically cheating you know i think on some subconscious level i was not happy in my relationship and this is not like a a shocker to anyone like you know any kind of cheating on your primary relationship whether it's emotional or physical Typically happens when there's something lacking, right? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, you're looking, you're not
2: fulfilled in a certain aspect of your relationship and you're seeking it elsewhere.
1: And Elizabeth Gilbert, who you know I love to talk about, Eat, Pray, Love, <laughs> uh, she talks about a metaphor of like a house. And basically, your primary relationship is a house, let's say a structure. And the more you open windows and open doors, the less like solid that structure is. And if you open a window to... Another person, whether that's like, you know, going to drinks after work that turn into a weekly thing, that it's like, hmm, this flirtation, it's it's safe until it isn't. You know, that's the opening the window further and further and further until then it becomes a doorway and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It sounds like you know, Al, you are not willing to open those windows too far.
2: Yeah, and I think that there's a desire. There's, there's no desire either. Like I'm not looking for another relationship. I don't, it's not something I desire in that. Like mm-hmm. I like having my, what we have now, the friends with benefits. I care for these people. I love these people, but there's no, I don't want to say obligation, but yeah, just that deeper emotional connection that mm-hmm. feels more romantic.
1: So, Lana, did you feel like you were seeking something that you didn't have
0: in your relationship? I don't think so. Maybe subconsciously. But this person was kind of providing all the things I wasn't getting in my main relationship. Can
1: Do you care to share what any of some of those things were?
0: Just lots of attention. Mm-hmm. Where... My ex and I were together all the time, so we were yeah. You lived
2: together, you worked together. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we did. Yeah, had a kid together. Like everything was together all the time, and then he would just he would just give me more attention than he would give me, and it would just come in a more loving way. And it's just it was just very different. And we're very Mm -hmm. different people. I don't know how that ever happened, to be honest. (laughs) In the beginning, (laughs) we're so different.
2: There's so different. But yeah, Yeah. there was just
0: something there that I wasn't getting. And I was like, I really like this Mm -hmm. and I want it and I don't want to give it up. But I was willing to. Uh,
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, it's so hard when you live with someone and work with someone. I cannot imagine doing all of that and then like being able to turn on the sexy, like, and, and and energetically turn on the sexy. Like, did you guys have a good sex life just the two of you, you and your husband? Yeah, we did. Well, you guys
2: had a hot like uh, daddy little girl yeah. thing that I once saw and witnessed and I it was so it's not something I'm into, but then when I saw their dynamic live, I was like, Yes, daddy's here, daddy's here.
0: Mm. <laughs> Just masturbating in the <laughs> corner. Oh my God. Yeah. There was yeah, there was nothing lacking that way. I'm pretty good at turning turning off work and turning on to the next mode. Mm. I find so yeah, I don't think that made it that wasn't the problem.
2: So So you've had a lot of experiences between, you know, being married and then monogamous, and then you went non-monogamy to swinger, to open marriage, to now divorce, to single. What has been maybe like some of your biggest growth points that you've learned about yourself and maybe how you do things differently now?
1: Mm.
0: Um, I would say the biggest growth is... Like I said before, just having relationships with different people because every person teaches you something about yourself. Do you think you're question. more confident?
2: Do you think you're more dominant? Do you think you're more slutty? <laughs> def- well, that's I'm, how Slut Lana was I'm born. Less slutty. You, when you were in your open
0: marriage, you were really slutty. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely more slutty before. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like a constant growth. Like that was such a long period of time, like ten years or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can pinpoint what was the most growth. Think about it if it comes up to you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, because you've done a lot of personal development. Is that correct? I think so. Like you've uh, you've done like meditation, and have you done like guided psychedelic
0: trips and stuff yeah i've done i've done all that i've done like tantra retreats um you know ayahuasca done all those things but i thought magic mushrooms magic mushrooms bring you so much <laughs> so much insight yeah yeah um so
1: do do you do those alone
0: I prefer, I haven't done that in a long time, but yeah, I used to prefer just doing it on my own in a room a lot at once. Yeah. You're talking like four
2: grams, five grams.
0: Once, once I went into the woods by myself and I fasted for three days and I did six grams at once. Wow. (gasps) And you were alone. I had my dog. But yes, <laughs> And what kind of revelations did you have or aha moments? That was when I just separated from my husband. So I just knew I needed to get away and release. So I was like, whatever's going to come up. And it was just a lot of rage and anger that needed to come out. So it moved out. It wasn't pretty. I didn't want to be in it anymore, but it's too late. You can't come out. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, it just released – A lot of that, and that's when I started getting into shamanism too. So tell me about that. Sure. Well, I I had my first session with my shaman teacher, um, and that 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 blew my mind. It's really I I couldn't really describe exactly what happened. So what is a shaman? Sorry. Well, shaman. A lot of people say shamans are people that work with uh, plant medicine, but it's this is more like energy healing. You bring people into, our clients or whoever they happen to be, into states of semi-hypnosis typically, go into their unconscious, they look into and see what they see, you can heal things in the past, present, future, you can do past lives, you can remove spells, curses, you name it. So after I did that one session with him, I started a two and a half year course, which I just finished. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Did you call yourself a shopping at this point? (laughs) I do on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, So
1: if I wanted to come to you and have a session, what would that look like, the session?
0: It it depends what we're working on. So you need to pick what your issue is going to be. What's an example of an issue I could bring to you?
1: What about like healing trauma from my divorce? Is that an issue that's appropriate?
0: Mm, that's not specific enough. What is the issue? Where did it first stem? Maybe you don't know. So maybe we'll dive into your unconscious and find out when was the first time you felt like that and work through those feelings. That's one way. Or we could go into a past life where that issue was the main, the main thing that was in your life in that lifetime and have a conversation with yourself in this lifetime and that lifetime. Um, wow, that sounds like some yeah. DMT shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. right? Yeah. But with no drugs.
2: Just,
1: yeah. Okay, just so this is this is not psychedelic assisted.
2: No, no I've experi- I've had a couple sessions with her, and it's it's an interesting um, experience. But I guess semi hypnosis semi hypnosis is like a a way to describe it. But it it's very. It makes you tap into your subconscious, like your intuition. Like she asks like good probing questions, the way that things work. And you basically come up, whatever comes to mind is what you need to say. It's not about forcing yourself to think a certain way. It's no, like, what are you feeling? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? And that's usually what your subconscious is trying to walk you through. Mm. And then it becomes about reframing that issue or healing that issue. And every time I've come out of these uh, ceremonies or whatever you want to call them, I always feel better and i feel lighter because there's something that i learned about myself that i didn't know was there and then plus it's usually reframed in a more positive light in a way that's better
1: it really does sound like like magic mushrooms or psilocybin <laughs> or something but mm. like sober and and i think that's really interesting because often when i have experienced such things it's like it reminds me that I can also reach these states without substances. It's harder to get there. They're just kind of like shortcuts to these states that we have available to us. Mm-hmm. And – I mean, it's really fucking cool when you're like in flow. Like if you're a creative person, like I used to study acting and I remember there were certain things where I would look back at like something I wrote or something I performed and I'd be like, wait, that came out of me? And it's just like so crazy because like you go into this almost like trance-like state when you're in it. You're in flow Mm -hmm. and – It's so cool that we are able to access that.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I liken it to like, you know, we use drugs and psilocybin and LSD and molly, whatever ketamine, whatever you want to say that it is to get into an altered state of conscious, but we're using a physical substance the same way that she as a shaman is a different type of substance that got Mm -hmm. me into a different altered state of consciousness. Like without her, I don't know that I could have done it because she probed it in a different way than I would have been able to have done it on my own sober. So, so it's like she's like a point.
1: conductor in the way that <laughs> psilocybin is a conductor. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's
0: so cool. I'm basically magic mushrooms. <laughs> you are basically
1: magic mushrooms. So we had, we had a session – me, Al, a couple of other people in the Joy family, like up more local to Pennsylvania. And we listened to this guided meditation that I believe you shared with Al. Do you know the one I'm talking about?
0: I do. That that That's my teacher. That's my shaman teacher.
2: Yeah, it was about self-sabotage and why we self-sabotage ourselves.
1: Yes. And it just like invites you to, you know, meditate and go deeper and heal whatever is there underneath. And yeah, thank you for sharing that meditation with us because that was very healing for me. And I remember that was like one of my first kind of introductions to who you are. Elle was like, oh yeah, Lana in Nicaragua. And I didn't know who you were. And then I finally met you, and you were this like witchy, tattooed, <laughs> like just like chill little Nicaragua hippie. And <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah, exactly.
2: Enough to have a 5 cement the last night of Hito. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh, my God. That was so yeah. fucking fun. I don't know who won or lost that bet, but I felt like I won. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was amazing because we made a bet in the pool, and it was whoever lost had to fuck the other one with the strap on. Correct? Yeah.
0: I don't remember, but <laughs> – Well, it was I something about like a flight too. time. Something about a flight time, but I was yeah. – I won. And it ended up being – and then me and
1: Jay DP'd you and that was just such a fucking awesome moment for us. So thank you. That was the first time we've ever DP'd someone together and I just had so much fun with you. I just feel like
0: it's so – it was so easy and so Yeah, I felt the same way. Very natural until all of a sudden – other people try to come into the room. Yeah.
2: And now you know why we hang out with her all the time.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Oh
1: my God. Okay. So you guys are in Nicaragua right now and with a lot of our lifestyle friends. So has there been any sexiness that you want to share? The first week, it was just the three of us. I
2: mean, it always starts off with, it's been, I don't know if it's our tradition or not at this point, but it's always like, so we're all putting butt plugs in? That's
1: on <laughs> Oh my God.
2: <laughs> so usually that's what kicks us from like normal life into the sexy gear because then clothes come off and the butt plugs go in and,
0: you Glow know, in the dark laser ones. Glow in the dark laser ones. Yeah. The light up ones.
1: What is it about butt plugs that you like?
0: Well, I mean, if you're going to have anal sex. It's easier to have one in and then just take it out and then you can – you're already warmed up basically. Mm. Stretched out a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's also just pretty. Yeah. Jewelry. I feel sexy when I'm wearing it. The light-up laser ones are just fun underwater. Yeah. There's so many things. (laughs) Tails. Yeah.
2: I would say I like the jewelry of it. Yeah. Do I mean, do you normally use butt plugs, V? I don't know that you –
1: I – used to. I've gotten so out of my anal game. I need to be inspired. Like something needs to spark it. And you know what? The bedazzling aspect of it. I I haven't been thinking of that. I I'm going to use that cuz mm-hmm. I do I love to accessorize and it's just another
0: way to accessorize.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different things out there. You got to get the light up one. You got to join the crew.
0: (laughs) You want to hear a funny funny story? Yeah. Uh, Just last week, I hooked up with someone and I was just in the moment and I'm like, I'm just going to put a butt plug in. So I was like, you can just watch me. And then I did. And then after I took it out and I'm like, okay, now fuck me in the ass. (laughs) And then the next day I was like, wait, I didn't even ask you if you're into that. And he's like, I've never done it before. <laughs> oh, my God. Taking like, oh. people's anal virginity. Oh, uh, <laughs> It's not the first time, but yes. I was like, oh, I
2: guess I should have asked. Yeah, but who's going to say no at that point? Like, you're literally like, put it in my ass.
1: Like, <laughs> people line up for that. You didn't say no. <laughs> so are there any sexy things planned for this
0: week that you guys are all together? There's, we have some themes
2: mm-hmm.
0: for each night. What's our, what's our themes? There's a BDSM theme, mm-hmm. jungle theme, because we're in the jungle, <laughs> and neon. We kept it pretty simple because, you know, we're yeah. in yeah. well,
1: and, and neon is so fun always, and BDSM is always sexy. I like yeah. the jungle theme. Mm. Yeah. I want to yeah. go native. <laughs> Ooh,
2: I love that. Mm-hmm. I was primal once, you know, with the, uh, you know, furry legs and I had a tooth necklace. <laughs> it doesn't sound as sexy as it was,
1: <laughs> but it was one of
2: my favorites.
1: Well, okay. So, any nuggets you want to leave us with that, like, have been major aha moments for you throughout your journey in the lifestyle?
0: I would say. Just really go with your gut and really say what you do what you want to do. Because there was points where I didn't do what I wanted to do. And then I always took it out on the other person, like it was their fault. But own yourself. Mm-hmm. You made that decision. No one forced you to make that decision. So really just own what you do, only do what you want to do. And Just be slutty.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There it is. And and I'm gonna say, do fears, desires, and boundaries. I learned that from you, Lana. That was that was. I don't know if it was your sex therapist that taught you, or you guys. The tantra
0: retreat. The
2: tantra retreat. That was you. Yes, she is the one who has birthed fear, desires, and boundaries. You're welcome, listeners. You've met her. (laughs) Holy
1: shit.
0: That's (laughs) new news to me. Thank you for that. And thank you to the Tantra Retreat. Holy shit. (laughs) It's funny. There's another another couple that's here. And the first time we got together, went on an actual date because we met on a Molly pub crawl and just put butt plugs in each other the first time we met. (laughs) And then – When we actually went and sat down for dinner and I was like, listen, can we do fears, desires and boundaries? And they're like, wow, we've never met someone that wanted to play and was like, just put out on the table. And they just were like, we really appreciated that. Mm. Like, yeah, now we can just get those out of the way and just go have fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It sheds it. It sheds all the insecurities and all the stuff.
1: Oh, Yes. All right, so this episode is officially called Fears, Desires, Boundaries.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the of, yeah. With Slutlana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, join in on the conversation. You can send us an email at girlsgonedeep@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Our Instagram, Girls Gone Deep Podcast on Instagram.
1: <laughs> Which thank you got shut down for the first time. We're now <laughs> oh, yeah. on Instagram's um radar for being Yeah. Do you know what you that you post on it? So what was it that triggered what it? What did you do? I hadn't posted in like two or three days. So. Oh wow,
2: that's interesting. So we'll wait for the appeal to come back. Yeah, <laughs> horrible life's been Chris shut down. I don't know three or four times, and we've always gotten it back.
1: <laughs> Great. Okay. Oh my god. And Speaking of horrible life, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the card give up.
2: Have you ever all things sex and kink? So get your hands on your first deck with code gone deep. Get ten percent off. So thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I'm V. I'm L
0: at Lana. <laughs> Yay!
1: We'll catch you later. Bye.
2: Bye.